welcome to the Beastified Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. This is a show dedicated to inspiring you to treat your body and mind the way it should be treated. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward thinking out of the box minds in health, consciousness, mindset and spirituality. Our intention is to fuse and unlock the conscious warrior within and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Deep and often intense, these conversations are released every Wednesday and are designed to inspire, educate, motivate and encourage you to discover, uncover, unlock and unleash your potential. Hey, what's up everyone? In this episode of the Beast of Five podcast, we're joined by Kimberly Miguel Mullen and we're going to talk about the power of dance. And over this last year, I've really come to realise how powerful dancing really is. But Kimberly has been studying the art of dancing for over 20 years. Kimberly believes that movement is one of the most profound ways that people can connect to themselves, each other and nature. And it's often where the creative life force is found and where the spirit is defined. Kimberly also believes that dance is such a powerful tool as it's accessible to everyone and it's free. Kimberly travels all over the world from the US, Brazil and the Caribbean learning and teaching dance and when she travels her main intention is to celebrate the similarities and differences of our humanity as we grow and she believes we should all share the dance of life together. In this podcast we talk about the joy, the fun of dancing, we discuss the powerful spiritual connection, healing capabilities, ancient cultures, how dance transcends any boundaries of race, gender, class or even language and much more. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome Kimberly Miguel Mullen. Kimberly. Hi. Are you, are you doing okay? Yes. Thank you for having me, you guys. I really yeah, appreciate no, it. No. No problem. I've we've been. I've actually been looking forward to this for a while because dance is like something that I've been really incorporating a lot in my life over the last year, and I've noticed like the incredible power of dance. And I think when you combine dance in your daily life, it's just so powerful. Yes, yes. Um, it's definitely my life. You know, it's um, it's uh, essential to everything that I do um, for the past uh, twenty years. So, um, and I've seen just so many people, so many students, so many people over the years having um, that same reaction to dance and having these incredible breakthroughs and um, enriched lives because they've discovered dance. Wow. Kimberly, I know as well that you've just got <laughs> back from Cuba. Were you hosting a, a group of dancers and music- musicians? How was that? Yes, yes. Um, I just got back from Cuba. I host, I actually co-host a program called Tambor y Danza, which is drum and dance. Um, and it's a cultural immersion program through music and dance across Cuba. And we take uh, people who are interested in connecting to culture through the arts. Um, on like a cultural immersion journey, if you will. And I was there in December for the holidays, and my co-host and I escorted about 40 people across the country, and it was very powerful and and incredible. We had an incredible time. Oh, cool. So, Kimberly, how did you get into dance, and what's your journey been like so far? Yeah, well, 
as I said, I started dancing. Um, well, even before dance, I've always been a very physical person. I uh, was an athlete, um, a, a high performance athlete, actually, before I you know, went back to dance. So I grew up dancing as a child. And then um, I grew up in a, in a somewhat rural small town and sports was our town was very big on athletics. Um, and so I I excelled in sports and ended up playing college volleyball and then ended up going back to dance. Um, and uh, I felt like it was just like a natural progression for me. Um, I consider dancers to be high performance athletes. So yeah. um, I had discovered this particular style of dance, which is Afro-Cuban, Afro-Caribbean dance um, through my university that I was attending. And it just was such a, a beautiful fit for me because at the time I was looking for something that was um, uh, less of an expression of just physical, but something a little bit more comprehensive. I was looking for a way to express myself spiritually, artistically, creatively. And um, this particular form of dance just kind of took my heart and it's been yeah. uh, my passion ever since. Um, so, Kimberly, what do you think people who are not dancing are missing out on? Oh, wow. Um, that's a loaded question. Well, you know, I, I, I can only speak for myself and what it's brought to me in my life. And then I can speak for the people who, you know, who's, uh, who I'm in contact with through my classes and my students. And, um, and like I said, I've just, I've, I've experienced so many personal profound breakthroughs, um, while dancing. Um, and really it just comes down to joy. I feel so much joy when I dance. I feel so much freedom and I feel like when I'm dancing and I, and this is the response that I, I get from people who attend my classes and my students who have, you know, the same experience is that just a sense of, um, of, of belonging, of, of not having any care in the world, um, and just something so organic to, I guess, our birthright, you know, just something that yeah. feels so comfortable in our skin to dance. It's just something that's so natural for us to do. Almost like, almost like, you know, kind of going back to, you know, the being a child, you know, and how it was when we just move around as children. Um, that's what dance is for me. You know, it's a way to, to kind of connect to that freedom and joy. Um, that we all have have the right to experience in our lives. Yeah, I think I think I think we spend most of our time like on the surface of like daily details of like maybe even ordinary existence. But I think most <laughs> of us like hunger like to connect to like the right. space within. I think as well to break through right. the bliss and away and be swept away into something bigger. That's what I feel. I agree. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's what distinguishes um, dance from maybe other modalities, um, physical modalities, or maybe other, you know, um, exercise modalities is that there's something very specific about dance that really connects you to spirit, um, or something that feels bigger than yourself. Um, and that feeling is really hard to describe in words, you know, but people who dance have, you know, have had that experience of, 
of really connecting to something bigger, you know, and, you know, call it what you will. Sometimes, you know, in indigenous cultures, um, there's, you know, dance forms that are um, linked to um, rituals and religious practices. So, you know, it can be a form of divine expression, you know, among yeah. people. I like to think of it as like people are lost without this form of expression. I think as well, people like need to lose the boundaries of fear and just let mm -hmm. loose and free these emotions. Like dance right. is the ultimate form of expression. And it's all these simple little expressions of oneself that people will miss out on if they don't dance in my opinion. I absolutely agree. And like you said, I think as adults um, and as we grow up and we have that feeling when we're children and then as we grow up, we kind of get bogged down with our responsibilities and our routines and um, and that we kind of, you know, forget, you know, that part of ourselves that um, that and the desire and the need for ourselves to experience that sense of freedom and joy and connection, like not just connection to ourselves, but connections to people and our environment. And um, dance is, is, is something that can, you know, encapsulate all of those elements. Yeah. I think as well, when people do, when people do dance, like whether it's at a wedding or even a party, like I think the majority of the time people are just thinking, do I look cool? But I think when you really let go, it can be so powerful and healing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what happens when we get older is that we, we develop a little bit of shyness um, around moving our bodies, you know, and we become disconnected from our bodies. And um, and that's when we get a little shy and timid. Um, but um, I always tell people, you know, just, you know, um, shut the windows and go into your living room and dance like as if no one is watching you know just to kind of feel what that feels yeah. like you know mm. it's like how can it ha enhance someone's life right yeah um I mean I I've, I've seen people's lives completely change you know after they've dis discovered dance and and um, become joyful people and um, able to how do I say this? Um, there's so many things embedded in um, learning a dance and there's a, the discipline of dance, there's the technique of dance, and then there's just the complete expression of dance. Um, yeah. um, you know, and then we can also talk about the high art of dance. There's different forms of dance, you know, but, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't, you, you don't have to, um, have any experience to dance, you know, I mean, like I said, this is definitely something that is accessible to everybody and it's free. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, changes people's lives. I've experienced that on over and over and over again. Um, yeah. The power of dance. Yeah, I think as well, it also helps like um, boost your mood as well by causing your, um, your body to release endorphins or even mm -hmm. good feeling hormones as well. And I think as well, right. dancing also helps move energy and increase on a vibrational level as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I am, you know, I'm particularly, I have like a niche in these uh, dance forms, these indigenous dance forms from the Caribbean yeah. and Brazil. And when I'm dancing, I'm dancing to live drumming. So yeah. I have this whole belief system around 
um, the, the drumming and the frequency of the drum and the vibration of the drum and how that is also increasing your, you know, vibrancy and frequency in your body and you're connecting your body then is connecting to the frequencies of these rhythms. Um, and so then it becomes like a, a healing medicinal practice in that sense. Sorry. But yeah, no, it can like, it can completely, um, when I talk about, you know, seeing my students having these profound breakthroughs, I think you're right. You know, we are we're able to release things that are blocked in our bodies. We move energy. Um, and this energy needs to be moved. You know, we can't, it gets stuck. Um, and energy, um, is something that needs to be moved and dance is a great, you know, modality in order to move energy and, and dancers know that, you know, we become alchemists, (laughs) um, in, in our bodies, but then in life, you know, because we see how it transform, the energy can transform in our bodies, you know, and then we can also take that practice into the real world, you know, and see how we Mm -hmm. can use that. It's kind of like, it's very similar to capoeira in Brazil, the capoeiristas who are also very attuned to energy um, Mm -hmm. and energy of themselves and energy of others. And and the way that this martial art is, is disguised as a dance, you know, it's kind of this whole, it's based on the movement of the other person. Um, But yeah, dance is, is definitely um, energetic, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. I was just like to say that, like Kimberly, like dance as well. It also helps you understand your strengths and weaknesses, like in particular areas of who you are as a person and as as well as your body as well. Yeah, I'm starting to think that you're probably a very good dancer. He's definitely not. <laughs> I have uh, three moves. The three moves of doom. I'll beg to differ. He's definitely not a good dancer. <laughs> your questions are so great they're so informed yes um there are definitely questions that are 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 ones that are some someone who is has danced before so um yes dance can um uh strengthen you um and it can show you um like i said in the discipline of dance and when you're learning i i think that this is um in the context of a dance classroom setting. And if you're in a dance class and you're learning specific steps, um, I always tell my students, you know, a dance class is like a travel adventure because you're constantly stepping outside of your comfort zone, like literally with these steps that you're unfamiliar with. Um, and that um, in turn um, makes you realize, you know, what your strengths and weaknesses are, you know, different, um, like, for example, the right side of your body is a little bit catches on quicker than the left side of your body, you know, you really get attuned to your different body parts, um, and how they function, um, which is good, we need to know our bodies, you know, and, and, um, and then also just it, it's a refinement process, I think, overall, when you come down to it, um, refining a dance technique is like refining yourself um, in the end. And um, it takes practice. You know, it's something that if you really want to learn dance um, as an art form, um, then you you have to learn it and you have to practice it. But it's something I'm here to say that even my students that are like, oh, no, 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 I could never, never, ever do that. Um, 
it's a learned practice. You can learn it. Anybody can learn it. Um, so, um, and that's the exciting thing because I think a lot of people have fear around um, dancing because they feel like they can't do it. And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is an untruth because um, it is learned and it's just like playing tennis or any kind of um, skill that you have to acquire. You just have to have the, the drive and the, the gumption to, and the desire to, to learn it. And, um, um, and the same goes for dance. Yeah, I liked before, Kimberly, how you said body in tune, because I think as well on a spiritual level, like for me as well, as your energy vibrations increase, I think you increase positivity. And I think this mm-hmm. will in turn like attract more of the same in your life. And I think what you feel and what that's, like, that's why over the last few years, well, I've been dancing more because that's what I feel. The more energy mm-hmm. vibrations in my body. Yes. Yeah, I I I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah. uh, helping you be a more positive person, you know, because I think when you're when you're dance, when you're when you start to tap into these emotions of joy or things that you're maybe you're not tapped into on your daily um, in your daily routines when you dance, you know you have these expressions that come up, and it's not an intellectual thing. It's a body. Um, it's a sensation that you feel. These are you know emotions um, that come up, and then you're able to recognize those emotions and that joy and you're able to claim it you know and you're able to to recognize it and you're able to you you want more of that (laughs) so then you start to like and then you start to incorporate ways in your life um or do things in your life that bring you that feeling again um yeah and uh, there's different modal i think there's also different modalities um which one can also experience these, um, you know, high levels of joy and um, these breakthroughs, emotional breakthroughs and um, oh, and self-awareness. Um, but dance um, is just one of those modalities, you know, that can really, um, that, like I said, is so natural for us that, um, uh, you know, people seem to really, really um, react profoundly to, to dance. Yeah. Kimberly, why do you think um, dance has been a huge part of celebration and culture for many societies? You know, this is like the the question that I have just been pondering the past 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, because it seems like um, and having a particular interest and focus on indigenous ritual dances. I see so many um, commonalities and similarities between these indigenous cultures. And um, basically what I've kind of come up with is that the dance is a universal language. Um, And we are all, we all have, we all share the, the, a body, a physical body. Um, And then it's just the way that we express ourselves. um, And that's contingent on culture, you know, where we were, where, you know, where we grew up, um, you know, what our cultural um, uh, upbringing uh, was influences the way that we move our bodies um, or the way that our indigenous culture, you know, in that area moved their bodies or responded to their environment. 
um, and ways that these indigenous cultures, you know, expressed, um, connected to their environment and then also um, connected to divine um, source yeah. or vital, you know, vital energy. So um, in a lot of these um, indigenous cultures, you will see across the board that there's usually a pantheon of deities or, you know, um, intermediaries or gods or goddesses um, or deities that are expressed through movement and song and rhythm. And that is basically universal. So um, I believe that these indigenous cultures used um, dance and, and song and, and rhythm as a way to heal themselves. Um, I believe that they, you know, were, um, dancing for, uh, for food to grow their crops for fertility, for rain. I mean, we, you know, we can, we can look at any, you know, indigenous culture and see that there are dances that, you know, are, were basically based on the survival of humanity. Um, so, so I really believe that like when I say, you know, this is, we can say dance and it can be very trivial, but when we're really kind of trying to track, you know, the evolution yeah. of humanity, we can track dance as being a, a vital force in, in culture, you know, throughout time as a way wow. culture has survived, really. Yeah. I think as well, like throughout history in the world, like dance is also like it's played a huge vital role for most important things in life as well. And like celebrations, ceremonies, and even battles have been fought as well, like after dance. Absolutely. But I think well, yeah, I think as well, like after kingdoms and have been won, they've been celebrated by dance, and kings have been mm-hmm. crowned and it's been celebrated with dance, and also marriages as well. Mm. Absolutely, so absolutely, yeah. And my some of my favorite dances are the warrior dances. Yeah. Um, I love doing I, I love doing warrior dances. I love doing um, the the um, there's a dance. One of my favorite dances is the dance of the ocean. And she represents the, the divine mother, the universal mother. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, really beautiful. You know, the way that, um, we can, um, express, you know, ourselves, uh, we can express nature even and, and life and stories, how this is just an oral tradition, you know, through movement. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> Kimberly, I know, I know you've uh, traveled throughout the world and you've been creating these links among these different cultures through their expression of dance. But have you co- come across anything that's like really surprised you or maybe did any of these cultures teach you anything about yourself? Um, yes, actually, I, I, I feel like um, I feel like dance for me is um, a, a, is is something I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And I cannot imagine not ever dancing. Um, and I feel like there's so much to learn through dance that, you know, that's why I'll be dancing forever. And it's like, the, it's like the saying, the more you learn, the more you realize, you know, that you don't know, basically. So yeah. um, I'm, it's, it's a continual quest for me um, to continue to, to learn and to educate um, and I'm always learning so much through through dance, and I use dance as a as a tool to connect and to learn about um, cultures. 
And it's been my tool for connection um, while I'm traveling. And I've seen it just break through so many barriers, um, language barriers, like places where I've gone where I haven't spoken the language at all, but, but was able to develop these really profound, intimate relationships with people because I can dance with them. Yeah. Um, so, but what I've learned is that um, the, the places on earth that have um, these, um, the, the dances that are so embedded in their, that are principal and fundamental to the expression of the culture. And that means that these are places um, like where I've traveled, um, specifically the Caribbean and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, and having gone into places that are impoverished, um, that don't have um, the the luxuries um, that I was raised with and the culture that I was raised with, and seeing how happy and joyful and content um, these people are with their lives with so little, um, and and um, because they have you know music and dance. Um, it has showed me also the meaning to the way that I want to live my life, that for me, the way I am fulfilled is through connection with people and to, you know, be happy with, um, with, with very little, really a very simple life. You know, as long as I'm rich in music and dance, I'm yeah. good. I got my basic needs met. Um, but it's very humbling, you know, to go into these environments, you know, coming from a, a Western, you know, first world culture and then going into these developing worlds and to see, I mean, I think we're kind of trained as Westerners to go into these cultures and, 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 and maybe have a preconceived notion that these cultures are not happy and that they struggle and they're, and they are yeah. constantly surviving and, that is contrary to my experience, actually. Going into these cultures was the opposite, was that they're actually more happy <laughs> and actually, in most cases, more you know, healthier than, than, yeah. than um, the culture where I come from. So I think we have so much to learn um, from yeah. these mm-hmm. cultures, absolutely, about the meaning of life. You know, and really what makes us happy, really what it makes you question, what do you really need? You know, Mm -hmm. so I think like I think like these cultures have a much deeper understanding of themselves than we do, because I think we've got a lot more different external influences in our lives, whereas they're more in touch internally through their own community. Whereas I think us now have been impacted by like the TVs, by radios, whatever it is over the course of the years, but they haven't, they've been so in touch with who they are for centuries and that the soul, like this happiness is like a second and non nature for them. That's what I think is so beautiful about the whole thing for them. I agree. Absolutely. I, one of the things I really love about traveling to Cuba um, is that, is that the, the presence of, of internet hasn't inundated um, the country as it as as i as i experience it here where i'm from um yeah. so um going to i always tell my students when we go to cuba i'm like okay <laughs> be prepared <Yeah>. to not <laughs> have any you know um access to your your emails or telephone texting and it takes um my groups a few days of adjusting to um and i call it even like a detox 
they're going through like a detox of not being able to, but it, it really allows people to, again, connect, you know, and, and like you said, it's just like all of these things that we're inundated with this quick fix, you know, for knowledge and having all of this access through our, uh, to things when we want it, how we want it through technology, um, it completely reverses when you go into these different cultures yeah. and it's good for us. It's so good for mm-hmm. us to have this experience i think many people could uh, do with a wi-fi detox now and again really <laughs> i know i i agree it's it's really 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 healthy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> off the grid speaking of like detoxes like kimberly like i know like many of these cultures like associated dance with like the impact of healing and nurturing the body right like why why do you think that was the case well um Hmm. Well, in Cuba, there is a dance um, that is specifically for um, healing. And it's actually there's a dance for disease. And then there's a dance and then that dance becomes the dance of healing, because in the mythology of this particular dance, um, this particular deity, which is called an Orisha, um, he was born, the, the story of him was that he was born with leprosy. And um, he um, ended up through his lifetime healing himself, which then makes him able to heal others and heal the world. And so on um, his day on December 17th in Cuba, um, it's really profound, all of um, the the sick um, will go and, and handicap will go to the streets and process through the streets to a particular church um, that is said to um, be where um, the energy of this particular Orisha um, lives. And they go to this church to do offerings and blessings every year on this day. Um, so, I, I might have just gone on a completely different tangent than the question that you asked me, but um, <laughs> but um, I do believe that you know that that dance has I, you know I'm not a doctor, but I do believe that dance does um, have healing you know possibilities you know and yeah. that you know through through you know our, through what we can see through indigenous cultures there's whole deities and mythological legends you know that talk about this through you know humanity um so it's very interesting when i was in cuba in december of last year 2014 2000 um it was december 17 2014 when when my president president obama announced the the easing up of um, political tensions with Cuba um, yeah. on the day where we're celebrating the day of healing and disease. And I thought it was so interesting that this, after 50 years of an embargo, that this day out of any day was the day that um, the announcement came that um, these relationships were going to be on, on the mend. And yeah. um, so there's so many things, you know, that we can see, you know, from a bigger picture, you know, how these things kind of overlap. And we wonder, are they really coincidences? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I um, just speaking on um, 
some of my my own personal um, belief around around dance. Um, one of the things that indigenous dance forms that I've seen have um, is the presence of polyrhythms. And I, I yeah. touched on this before. And um, it's, a, it's a concept that I'm developing through my technique called polyrhythmic movement technique. And it's basically um, uh, talking about the polyrhythms in the drumming and then, you know, the polyrhythms in our bodies and how we are responding, our body parts are responding to these different rhythms. Um, and it, like what we talked about, increasing the, the frequency and the vibration of our bodies through the, the um, enactment of these rhythms in our bodies. So yeah. my belief um, is that when we engage our bodies, our different body parts, um, to polyrhythmic movement, it feels kind of like, have you ever patted your head or rubbed your head and patted your belly or patted your head and rubbed your belly at the same time when you're doing two different um, things at one time with your body? Yes, it's virtually impossible. <laughs> right, right. And your brain kind of like gets frozen a little bit. So this is what this technique is, is that when we engage our bodies that way, we actually can um, we our mind we trick our mind because really our mind is really what what is in control most of the time you know we're, yeah. we we uh, live in our heads um, uh, in the culture where I come from everything is yeah. is our, our, in our head and we're we're motivated through our mind and our thoughts yeah. so we trick our mind by doing these polyrhythmic movements our mind relinquishes control. Right. And then the body wisdom comes in and the body intelligence. And when I what I refer to body intelligence is our intuition. Wow. So when you know, when you like when you're when you're doing something and it doesn't feel right and you're just like, oh, I just have this thing in my gut. I feel it. Some, you know, it just doesn't feel right. But then we continue to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we're like, no, our mind, our mind starts talking and says, no, 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 it's fine. You can do this. You can do this. And then you're like, but I don't know. I just have this really weird gut feeling. So um, what I, what my belief is, is that our bodies are always working for us. Like our bodies are always trying constantly regenerating itself yes. we're constant it's constantly working in our favor all the time um so it's always fighting for our health um and so it's the mind that sometimes gets in the way and plays tricks on us yes. <laughs> so this polyrhythmic movement allows our body our body wisdom to come to the forefront um, and then what happens is we go into a meditative state um, and we can kind of shift into that meditative state, kind of like what people who meditate or who do yoga. So we go into this meditative state um, where we can stimulate now our central nervous system through the enactment of these polyrhythmic movements and maybe even increase the expansion of our brain usage. Yes. So um, I would really like to, you know, develop that, you know, further with a with a neurologist. Um, and, and, you know, I have these dreams of, you know, hooking myself up to machines and, and, yes. and doing these movements and seeing because, um, like I said, this might be why 
um, these indigenous cultures have persisted for so long um, because yeah. they've been engaging in these polyrhythmic movements, you know, responding to the drums or the rhythms of, you know, their indigenous rhythms and rituals. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. it's kind of deep, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what that was a the beauty. They understood that they could tap into these forms. And I think as well, dancing can be seen when you touched on about meditation. I think dancing can be a form of meditation. Right. I think so often we think meditation is sitting still with our eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And that's the only form that we can do. But I think the idea of meditation is just to focus our attention and help us connect with our divine nature. But I think it's, movement is exactly the way to do that. I was just like, I add on there a little bit, like, and just say, like, meditation, it's not just like sitting still with your eyes closed, it's putting your mind still, and I think instead of just, you know, while your body's moving, your mind can be still, and I think that's what the beauty is when you find the spiritual form of dance. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and it's like, it's the practice of allowing your body to tell your mind what to do, versus yeah. the mind telling the body what to do. So we're just basically reversing that, you know, allowing the body to, um, to, you know, to be in control for once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say as well, I think as well, when you perform a dance, I think you must be mindful of your body and its movement, like you were saying before. I think if you lose focus or concentration, you probably just like fall over or something like that. But I think through dance, you become aware of the present moment. And you leave that you leave your constant thoughts and stress behind. Yeah. And I think as well, any tension that's even stuck in your muscles will be released. And I think like on an energetic level, like energy will just have a chance to move and flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's okay. nothing like being in the present moment than um, engaging in the present moment through dance. Like you can't. There is no way that you can cannot be completely awake yeah. when you're dancing. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly, uh, mm -hmm. how can people start looking deeper into dance to create a more spiritual connection with themselves? Well, like I said, you can basically just start by doing it in your living room. You can put yeah. your favorite song on and you can just start to move. You can, uh, you know, you can close your eyes. Um, you can, first of all, connect to your breath. You know, just really, it really does start with your breath. Um, and really, you know, feeling your inhale, exhale, and then moving that breath through the different parts, your limbs, you know, your extremities and different parts of your body. Um, and then going in, going deeper to connect to the music and not to really worry about, you know, what you look like or who's watching, you know, just really, you know, create a very sacred space for yourself and your home. And then from there, you'll, you'll realize that this is more fun than it is scary. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, hopefully you'll take that into, you know, more other environments where you can connect, you know, you can actually move with people, you know, because I think that's what's so great about dance is that, we actually get to move through space with people when we're dancing yeah. um, and how we connect to people and how we connect to our environment around us um, as we're engaging in these like really foreign steps is a really, is a really fun. And I know that this, this might sound really tri trivial, but this is where it becomes really, really fun. And the, the process, the refinement process and the growth process starts. Um, yeah. so yeah. And not to be hard on yourself, you know, dance is really, yeah. like I said, it's, it's your birthright. You know, you, you have every right to dance and, yeah. um, it's yours. It is all mm -hmm. yours. 
So this is your body. This is, it's your dance and, um, and to not be hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, eventually at some point, like when you, when you do dance, you become one. And I think it's a feeling of being in the zone where your movement feels effortless. And that's what I've been finding a lot. And I feel, I feel alive and it's, and it's in a way centered within my own being, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the, the motions of joy and like peace are just often experienced as well. And I think being in the moment for me, it's like a flow state. Does it ever feel like a flow state for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes really like, again, you kind of transcend. Um, it's, that's when you kind of transcend time and yeah. space is when yeah. you get to that moment where um, you're kind of outside of your body watching yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean, that's what it feels like for me, you know, mm-hmm. is that I'm kind of like, you know, um, that my body is just moving the way it wants to move, but I'm not necessarily in control of it. Yeah. I think as well, all you need to do is really just move and you just need to put your favorite music on. Mm-hmm. Like you said before, just spend at least 15 minutes and just let loose, really. Mm-hmm. And just move in any way that suits you. Like you don't even have to think about anything, really. Just feel your body and just move to the music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's so intimate. That, that is the most intimate part about yourself because you're expressing your true emotional self mm-hmm. and no fears have been held back. You're completely blindsiding fears and just letting everything go. And that's the power of dance, I think. Absolutely. We're going to have to get together and dance sometime, guys. Uh, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Kimberly, what type of uh, music do you listen to when you dance? Well, I'm, you know, like I said, I have a very specific niche in the Afro-Cuban and Afro-Brazilian, Afro-Caribbean dance. So I usually am listening to whatever my drummers are playing, <laughs> whatever yeah. my drummers are playing. Um, but I re- I love, I, I, and of course, the reason why I'm a dancer in these forms is because I genuinely love samba music. I love rumba. I love salsa. And um, I love any music that is, you know, singing uh, praises, you know, to, to, you know, divine energy and, and source. Yeah. Um, but um, I grew up listening to jazz. My mom is a, um, uh, is a pianist. And so I, I love jazz, uh, specifically 40s through 60s jazz. And I collect uh, records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, pretty much all kinds of music, um, but mostly just um, into you know, the cultural forms. I really like soca and calypso and some of the old calypso and soca music yeah. from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, I'm actually going to Trinidad and Tobago um, in a couple of weeks to to participate in Carnival. I'm so excited. Oh, wow, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Be fantastic. Yeah. So, Kimberly, uh, yep. oh, sorry. No. I was just going to say, Kimberly, like, when you dance, does it feel like a form of freedom for you? Yes. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel, like I said, joy. I feel joy in every cell in my body feels joy. Yeah. Um, I feel empowered. Um, I feel transformed. Um, I feel like, um, I feel like a superhuman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just really feel very, um, um, I feel healed, 
you know, like if I, if I have something that's bothering me in the day or something that I'm holding on to, or I'll go and, and to dance class and, and work it out, <laughs> yeah. wow. you know, and then I leave, I leave the class just completely better, you know, and, and not a worry or care, like whatever I thought was really bothering me doesn't, you know, seem to matter at all. Yeah. So. Well, Kimberly, when I first um, started dancing, it made us feel free. And I think when people let it all go, everything, even from like physical interior of like tight muscles or even stress muscles mm-hmm. and the emotional baggage of even like depressed or even repressed, repressed feelings in a way, the mental baggage of even dogmas and attitudes, even philosophies as well, in a way, just disappear. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I don't dance, oh my goodness, I think people yeah. don't want to really be around me. Yeah. <laughs> I really use it as a way to balance myself out. And when I'm not dancing, just just because I'm maybe I'm working on writing and writing something, or I'm not really. Um, not really engaging in dance or whatever, even one week yeah. if I'm not dancing, I start to feel a little grouchy. I'm like, why am I not, yeah. why, I'm not really myself. And then I realize like, oh, I need to dance. Yeah. <laughs> I even, I even find that um, quite a lot, even just like, not even just for dance, but obviously movement as well as a form of dance, but even just movement as well. Like if I don't move my body in the morning, I just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, in a way it's like, your body's been stagnant in bed for so long. Like when you wake up in the morning, your body is just wanting to be uncaged and moved. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. I think I think this comes down to routines as well. Like Kimberly, you're in a routine as well where you've been practicing dance for so long, and by Dan, Dan you've been doing it for three years now. So you're both in like a, this set routine of where dance is like a part of yours. Right, I, from listening to this podcast, I'm certainly going to start including more dancing in the morning now. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> but like I said, for you two, it's been a routine. And when you step out of that routine, it'll start to affect you both in a whole mental perspective as well as more than so in the physical aspect. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for me, I didn't even really um, plan on this being really my career path. It just, when I started dancing, it was just something that kind of took over and there was something very like insatiable inside of me that just had to do it all the time. And so over 20 years of really following that feeling of just want, needing to dance and wanting to dance, it eventually became my career, you know. But um, so it, it does actually become when, when people tap into dance and movement and you discover like what it could do for you and how much it can improve your life. Um, yeah. it becomes really addicting, you know, and it's, it's a pretty good addiction to have. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kimberly, this is going to change the podcast up a little bit, but mm-hmm. we just wanted to ask you a few different questions towards the end of this conversation. But if this was the last day on this, on your planet and you had to dance in one place in the whole world, where would it be? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I would want, I think I would want to want to be on the ocean anywhere in the world, as long as I'm on the, you know, I'm near the water. Wow. I think as well, you're getting like the energy from the water. It'll probably fuel you even more when you begin to dance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the ocean is again, so healing and, um, you know, we have so much, um, the flow of the ocean, you know, is kind of how, you know, the, the flow in our bodies when we move and, um, 
Yeah, I think that that um, I want to be by the ocean, uh, dancing with the the ocean. <laughs> yeah. This Kimberly, this is another question I want to ask you. This is another different question. Okay. Uh, but if you could go back in a time machine and you had to dance with one person, let's say, who would it be? Wow. There's a couple. There's a couple of different. There's a couple of different people that just popped into my head, yeah. and um, three people actually. Can I say three people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really love dancing with my dad. Um, he's a great partner dancer, and um, you know, I grew up dancing with my dad. Um, yeah. And uh, that was kind of my first experience, kind of just being led around the dance floor with my dad was something that um, I will always remember and carry with me. Um, yeah. And um, my teacher, my first teacher, um, my, my first Afro-Cuban teacher, the one that really, really um, – uh, passed on her knowledge to me. Her name is Teresita Dome Perez, and she was one of the principal dancers of um, a very famous professional Afro-Cuban company called Afro-Cuba de Matanzas, um, and which is this part of Cuba that has is renowned for having a real high concentration of African retention. The culture, um, uh, the African culture, was retained in this particular area because of its rural, and there was a lot of um, sugarcane and coffee production going on in this particular area. So this, my teacher was, is, um, is a master and, um, a treasure, a cultural treasure. And she is not dancing anymore. She just decided to, to not dance anymore. And, um, I, I do dream about her sometimes, um, and our time together dancing. And I, I think I would really like to dance with her again too. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, that was a good answer. I liked it. I, I, the question I was I was just going to end this podcast. I was just going to say it. the question I like to ask me, myself as well, and everyone is is like, do they have a discipline to be able to be able to free spirit and can we can we be free that from all that binds us and bends us into shape of consciousness? And that's nothing to do with who we are from that moment to moment. Just it's from breath to breath in a way. And I think dance and movement, in my opinion, is the fastest and most direct route to the truth. Not so, not even not some big truth that belongs to everybody, but what's happening in the right now kind of truth. And I think when dance, it's all part of this brilliant ability to reclaim our ability to disappear into something much bigger. Wow! Yeah, you get it. You definitely yeah. get it. You get it. I can't. I can't wait to dance with you guys someday. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I'm sure we'll definitely get that happening, and we'll put it up probably on the podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about dance in this way, you know, and um, being able to to talk with you both who are obviously very um, conscious, you know, and um, and uh, are tapped into, you know, ways of increasing our, our, our consciousness and and I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity to to bring the conversation of that um, and talk about dance, you know. So thank you so much. Oh, Kimberly, that's, that's perfectly. We're honoured to have you on the podcast. Um, but there was just like we one more thing we'd just like to ask mm-hmm. you is, which, which is like, how can people find you and what are you currently working on? Oh, thanks. 
Um, my website is KimberlyMiguelMullen.com. And you could probably Google and um, find me that way through Google search. Um, I am... Uh, I talked about my Cuba program. I'm doing twice a year. Twice a year, I'm bringing uh, groups to Cuba to do cultural immersions through arts in the summer and the winter, and elsewhere in the world. I I do retreats, uh, eco luxury retreats. I'm headed to Nicaragua actually in a few days to uh, co-lead a Pilates and dance retreat on a little island called Little Corn Island. It's and uh, uh, so, yeah, I do lots of retreats and workshops, and I also have a line of dance DVDs, um, so you can literally dance with me in your home. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, I also have digital formats online through Gaim Television um, and MyYogaOnline.com. So you really can't, you can't miss me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Kimberly, I would just like to say thank you for being an incredible guest. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're more welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure. We were born in motion. After nine months unfurling to our mother's heartbeat, cells multiplied into systems, building bones and brains and blood, pulses synced, composing spines, formulating feet. Then something happened. As we learned to balance on our own two feet, we learned there was a right way and a wrong way to move them. We learned there were rules to being human. We learned to speak when it was our turn, walk in single file lines, squeeze our wild into business suits and pretend that we feel fine. We stopped listening to the humming of our veins, signed off from the senses that shake us awake, and we chose screens over flesh. Minds swept up in a fury of distraction. We forgot that every time we breathe, I inhale part of you and exhale part of me. We forgot that we all share the same pulse. We forgot there is another way and that we've known it since that tiny cluster of cells turned into the first kick in our mother's womb. See, we've got a direct line of communication to the rhythm living in the space beneath our minds, the one that beats our hearts in time. Part of us has always known how to dance. And when we do, we remember that the user's manual we picked up on the way to this planet is in our guts. Rhythm will rewire our lives if we let it. If we return to the dance floor, rediscover the beat that goes straight to our bones, stomp our feet until sweat falls in our eyes and we're moving too quick for society's grip to hold us back. What if we could rise up from where we're rooted, meet each other like a long lost harmony, dance as if we shared the same five senses, as if our feet were planted on the same small planet, our veins running the same red blood. We'd forget why we ever stopped listening. We'd forget why we fought ourselves in the first place. We'd forget why we fight each other. We'd forget all the made up lessons we learned along the way because we didn't have to go to school for this. This is who we are. This is what we're made of. This is why we came here. We came to dance. Thank you for taking time out to listen. Head over to beastified.com for other previous episodes. And while you're at it, tell a friend about the podcast. Let's keep pushing forward as human beings. 
and together we can improve this experience and enjoy this journey.